My mum actually came with me both times with Edie and Tully. So it's pretty um, it's pretty funny to be able to say that your mum was there when your children were conceived. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is parents, brilliant. That. <laughs> that is so funny. What a sentence. Yeah, mum was there. Yeah, mum, mum was there when, when you guys were conceived. Imagine. Like, wait, what? <laughs> That's so good. Hang on a sec. Hi, I'm Hayley. And I'm Fiona. And welcome to What the IVF. Today we're going to be talking to a lovely woman by the name of Brooke Campbell. She is the managing editor of Nine Honey and 9.com.au. And she is a fellow IVF warrior and has a wonderful story to tell. And also just a real barrel of laughs, yeah, isn't she? Awesome chick. Love awesome her. Awesome chick. Can't just, wait to go for a wine. Uh, yeah, we are 100% going for a wine with her one day. But before we get stuck into that wonderful chat we spoke about a couple of weeks ago the bulk billing like the public system for same-sex couples when it comes to IVF and that we hadn't actually been able to find one yeah we hadn't been able to find it um, one in in New South Wales anyway that offered uh, bulk billing and or a, a public system for same-sex couples and we've actually had someone reach out to us and tell us there is one in Australia Fee do you want to go with the message tell yeah the so message. she reached out through our Instagram page and said that uh, not sure if anyone has let you know, but Life Fertility in Brisbane offers a bulk bill service for same-sex couples and singles using donor sperm. The donor sperm itself is not able to be claimed through Medicare, but the cycle can be resulting in a significantly cheaper service, about 3500 per cycle. That's Scarily incredible. cheaper than private clinics. That is substantially cheaper. I mean, yeah, we basically mortgaged a house to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, ours isn't half as bad as, uh, you know, as amount as some people have spent, but you know, it, it, the whole process is very expensive. And, and if anyone else knows of any other bog billing clinics, please let us know because that, yeah, that one's in Brisbane, but if there's any in New South Wales, definitely, you know, I just don't think, I think it's can be quite unfair that people aren't able to have this opportunity because of financial situations and bog billing clinics really help a lot of people. So, I mean, there's lots out there for heterosexual couples I've heard and, and definitely read about, but if there's any for uh, same sex couples, let us know. Cause we, yeah, like we love sharing this kind of information and you know, if we hear about it, we want to share it with you. Yeah. Now it is time to get stuck into our wonderful chat with Brooke Campbell and we hope you enjoy. Brooke, thank you so much for joining us on What the IVF. We really appreciate your time. Tell us about your IVF journey and sort of from the beginning, tell us about who you are and a little bit about your journey. Sure. Thank you for having me. Um, so I found out in my early 30s uh, that having children naturally the old-fashioned way wasn't going to be an option. I um, I just don't ovulate, um, which I never knew. Um, uh, and I, yeah, I don't ovulate. And, um, and until you kind of start trying to have a baby, that's something that you don't really know, I guess. Um, I hadn't had a, a a period for a really long time either um uh but um yeah I didn't really know that um so I went down the path of um of seeing an IVF specialist who seemed to to think that there was still um a chance that she would be able to help me um ovulate so we probably spent around about a year doing the step before IVF where they try and make you artificially ovulate um so that was um 
you know, it kind of very similar to the IVF process, like a lot of injections, a lot of ultrasounds, um, which you guys are probably familiar yeah. with, you know, a lot of <laughs> a lot. those fun internal ultrasounds. <laughs> love those. It's like so you just become a pincushion. <laughs> totally, totally. Like sometimes like I would be like, is she for real? Like before I was like even lying down on the bed, like it would be on and I would be like, okay, this is happening. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there was a lot of that, a lot of medication to try and help um, the ovulation come on artificially and it just, it wasn't working. But the whole time she kept saying to me, um, you're a really good candidate for IVF. Like you've got eggs, you're young. Um, I was, as I, as I mentioned, early 30s. So I still felt like there was a lot of hope. So I still felt like, okay, this will be, this will be okay. Um, and so probably a year after that, I, I started IVF. Um, and yeah, I guess, um, that was with my, my first daughter, who's now five, five and a half, um, five and a half, according to her. Um, <laughs> it's so funny how they always do that. I'm five and three quarters. <laughs> oh, seriously. I know if she heard me say that she was five, I'd be in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. So look with, with her, it was such a, I mean, it, it, I, I didn't really know what to expect. And, you know, that's kind of like, you know, almost six years I guess, yeah, almost kind of like six and a half years ago now and um, or longer, I guess, like how long ago, like eight years ago when I started that that process with her and um, and it was really different then. I feel like people are more honest and open about it now, but back then people didn't talk about it so much. Blogging wasn't, like blogging was just starting to become a thing where people were kind of, you know, talking about it, but it wasn't really such a, a thing and I knew like a couple of people um, that had been through IVF that, you know, I called up and asked questions to. And but then when it, I actually went through it, it was so different. Like my experience was so completely different to what they had told me their experience was. And there wasn't really any information out there about it at all. Um, like the real, <laughs> the real journey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Like we were talking about before, like the real nitty gritty stuff that like no one tells yeah. you will happen. All the icky stuff that actually happens and you go through. Yes. Like the, yeah. And like there's some pretty, you know, full on stuff that happens <laughs> and there's pretty gross stuff that happens to your body. Um, and also, you know, the, not just the physical stuff, but like the emotional and mental toll it can take on you as well. Um, yeah, so look, it was it was a pretty full on time. I was still working um, full time, um, and on any given day during that IVF process with Edie, you know, I was injecting, my, you know, running off to the bathroom to inject myself like three times a day. I was like inserting the pessaries. Oh I don't know gosh. if you've been doing that, Fiona, but uh, oh my god, the I, I I actually <sighs> was reading. You you were doing it how many times a day? Did you? Because I only had to do it at night. Oh, okay. I had to do it like three times a day. <gasps> three times a day. That yeah, I had to lie down afterwards for like. <laughs> so were, we, were you like in the cubicles at work, just like upside down? <laughs> yeah, basically, you just have to like disappear. It's like at first I didn't tell my boss, especially because I was kind of new. Like I'd probably been in the role about six months, and I was like EPing a breakfast radio show, <laughs> and. <laughs> It was like the worst timing as well because also you'd have to leave it like not, you know how the timing is so specific. Yeah. So you'd have to leave it like nine o'clock to go and get your bloods done. And that was like the post-show meeting where I'd just like the EP of the show would just like disappear for an hour. <laughs> um, 
just like the timings were all just so random. So there would be the injections and then there would be the pessaries and then there would be like all the all the drugs you would have to take as well. But look, it was all, um, even though there was so much kind of involved with that process, I still found it um, not as um, physically hard on my body as the second time with Tully. Mm-hmm. And the second time with Tully was much shorter. Like I, I fell pregnant with Tully first round oh, wow. and it was probably like the process was probably about six months. So it was quite quick um, and it wasn't as involved. I was kind of doing maybe a couple of injections a day and the like the one pessary at night kind of thing. <laughs> Um, it wasn't too too full on, um, but I found it so different the second time around in terms of um, the hormones for some reason just affected me really differently. So I was really nauseous all the time. I felt sick all the time um, and just really emotional all the time. Did they have you on a, like different drugs that you can remember from the first time to the second time? I couldn't remember. I actually could, like some of them were definitely the same, um, but I couldn't remember all of them because the first time there were so many and the second time there weren't as many. Um, and to be honest, I'm pretty sure they were the same. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Edie has just like ruined my body for life. <laughs> <laughs> and and my, my like hormones have just never been the same. Oh, no. I, something is just like switched after I had her. Um, lucky she's cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My hormones are just, they haven't been the same. So the experience with Tully was so different to Edie, um, both challenging in, in different different ways, I guess. Um, but obviously so worth it for the outcome oh, to totally. have two beautiful Absolutely. How many um how many rounds did you end up doing with um Edie? I only had to do two rounds with Edie. So oh, that's amazing. really lucky. Really lucky. I think it felt a lot longer because we had the whole um because we had to always had to kind of do the um, artificially bring on the ovulation mm-hmm. each time before we did the IVF round. So everything felt the process was a lot longer. Um, yeah, I think the process felt a lot longer because of that. Yeah. Um, so it, it probably took a couple of years, but um, but only two rounds. That's a, So would you be doing like... Because, I mean, when you're, when you're doing IVF, I guess you do like, uh, what is it, a couple of weeks of injections pre, but were you doing like f- basically uh, injections like all year round, almost every week in the when you were trying because you were doing the ovulation and then the... Oh, well, no, she was... Uh, were you doing the ovulation first and then they stopped that and then she started IVF? Oh, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Were you doing that? Yeah, so we did the ovulation, like tried to bring on the ovulation first for like probably around 12 months and then we stopped that and then we would do start of the IVF. But then before you... Um, before they can put the... Um, like so then you do your um, egg retrieval but before they can put the embryo back in you they still have to then um artificially make you ovulate which they can do once you've started the IVF process I see wow that's so much they do that yeah so then they can do that once you've like officially started your IVF so then they do that and then you kind of then they can implant the embryo so they like kind of have to stimulate a period almost Yeah, yeah gotcha yeah and then on top of that, you're drug- juggling a breakfast radio show as an EP. How, were work pretty understanding? How did, how did that go? 
Yeah, look, work were great. I ended up, um, I ended up telling my boss um, because I just, um, he was a male and he was so understanding and amazing about it. Uh, I, I tried to get away with it, but then after the first attempt didn't work, I thought, you know what, I don't know how much longer this is going to go on and how much longer I can kind of pretend that things are, you know, that I'm ducking off here and there and he'll be like, what's, you know, what's this girl up to? Who have I hired? <laughs> um, and, we, and we had a few like trips, um, like interstate trips and things planned where, you know, Fiona, you probably travelled as well with, you know, your little IVF yeah. cool bag. Yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've been on planes. I've been out at restaurants. I've got arrived on set and I've been like, so does anyone, is anyone good with needles? <laughs> Who can I ask? Because I couldn't, I could never inject myself. Like I really struggled doing okay. it. So when I was away from Hayley, I was always this mad panic. Who can I ask to inject? <laughs> a stranger in the street <laughs> coming at him with needles. Come on, help me out. But did you just like, did just randoms inject you? Well, yeah, like I, I went on a shoot in Canberra and had to take all my meds and arrived on set and was like, okay, so at lunchtime I have to take these needles. Is anyone here <laughs> good? And like some people were like, oh, I'm terrible. And then I think the camera assistant was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. I was – Doing it for the first time is quite terrifying, but I, because my husband was traveling a lot for work at the time. And so I thought, and before I was about to start, he was going to be overseas for like a week. So I thought, okay, I just have to do it. Like, I'm just going to have to do it. But it takes so long that first time of like going back and forward with the needle. But then once you kind of get the hang of it, it's okay. Oh, I, yeah, I was a sook. I she just... was such a sook. And then the worst part is I'm terrible with needles. So I, like, I've had a needle phobia most of my life. So then I had to, like. Oh, no. It was, it was the worst combination. But she was like, you have to just suck it up. You need to help I me was out like, here. It, it doesn't hurt me. I just, like, you just, just get it in there. Because, like, I just couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't. I even had Haley's mum give me yeah. like I think my first injection we all pitched in. and she was like so excited to have a hand in creating her grandchild <laughs> yeah she was over the moon she's like yeah I'll do it no worries oh, I love it I oh, love it dear. It, it, it's such a weird thing to have to do to yourself I know oh yeah so. I was I was wondering so your did you always um transfer fresh embryos or did you have to free like no frozen frozen I've always the first one was um actually with Tully the frozen one that we had was like like would have been like seven years old oh Oh, wow wow. how does yeah how does that happen how does that so um so Tully's only 18 months old now and Edie's like almost six and so they're from the same batch. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so um, I had, I had Tully, sorry, I had Edie in Melbourne and then I had Tully in Sydney. So I had the um, eggs transferred from Melbourne to Sydney, the embryo, sorry, transferred from Melbourne to Sydney. Um, And so, yeah, Tully's egg has been frozen, was frozen for like, yeah, like six or seven years or eight years maybe. That's crazy when you think about it. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's it is such, yeah, it's quite a long time. Yeah. Because sometimes they say fresh fresh is best. Well, we don't I mean um, we did one frozen transfer which was unsuccessful and then we did a fresh transfer which was successful. Yeah. But I was only I only yeah. ever got one embryo per cycle, so 
Yeah. Okay. Kind of, okay. Yeah. So you had to do two retrievals. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so will you guys take it in turns? Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. next. And then, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd be pretty keen to go again. Um, but oh, yeah, just, she's like, let's have three. Let's I was have like, three. let's start I'm with one. I'm one in three. So. Settle down. Settle down, mate. Settle down. <laughs> That's literally exactly what I said. I was like, hold your horses. Let's just start with one and see how we go. Well, definitely, like, we always wanted two. Our but... fertility specialist said that to me on the phone yesterday because I said, oh, you know, we'll be back to see you, you know, after the wedding for Haley and and then who knows you might see me again he's like oh right okay like, uh, let's just see how you go with two shall we yeah <laughs> he probably thinks we're mad he's like they haven't even had a baby yet and we're already planning for three well I feel like in this in our situation you kind of have to plan it a little bit yeah. unfortunately yeah. it's not something yeah. can just yeah. happen that's true yeah. yeah yeah you do you do you wrote a really interesting piece uh recently talking of embryos about the fact that you still have uh, embryos on ice and what what to do with them have you how have you gone with that process and, and making that decision yeah it's just it's like it's a tricky one because like the logical part of my brain knows that these embryos are like a group of cells mm-hmm. you know um I mean people look at them differently like some people look at them like a baby um I, I sometimes call them like my maybe babies um, <laughs> That's a good, they, I like that <laughs> They do kind of feel like my babies because they're, you know, they, well, they did form my, my now, my, my two daughters and, you know, they're not eggs. They've been, you know, fertilized and um, yeah. And so I keep kind of paying that monthly storage fee to have them looked after, even though I 150 million trillion percent do not want any more kids. I like you two who want a million. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> We're just a breeding factory over here apparently. <laughs> I definitely don't want any more. But, I, yeah, I just – it's really tricky to like to just say goodbye to them and to make a decision to, to let them go because it just feels like there's so much blood, sweat and tears that have gone into these embryos and it just feels a little bit too real to say goodbye to them. So I – yeah, I'm not quite ready to do it yet, which like, yeah, it, yeah, it, do, it doesn't make a lot of sense, I think, to people that haven't been through it. But I feel like if you have been through IVF and, and you're in the situation where you do have embryos, I feel like you get it. Like it's yeah. it's hard because they feel like your little, your little children or yeah. your potential children. Yeah. It would be really hard. I actually um, I listened to the chat that you did on the Today Show and the, the doctor said some people take them home and do like a little ceremony to say goodbye, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of that happening before. But it makes sense, oh, I, I guess. Yeah, I've never heard of that happening before either. And he told me that actually before we went on to do the segment and I was so baffled by that. I would never thought that would be an option. An option. But yeah. he said people people do that. Um. I don't know if I could do that or it would just feel too real to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of hard. You'd be looking at like a little blob in a Petri dish and then you're like, I feel like like you would then, yeah, you kind of look at it like it was a baby or something. You had to look at it to that level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a baby though. So, yeah, it's not actually a baby. It's, it's so but, hard. Yeah, it's a really hard yeah. decision. My, my sister, we interviewed my sister on a, a couple of weeks ago and she was saying they had one embryo that was 
not of great quality, I think, left in the freezer after they had their two yeah. um, children and they decided to donate to science, um, science yeah. which, yeah. 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 I think that's definitely the most kind of, for me anyway, that feels like the, the best option. Yeah. I'd love the idea of paying it forward and yeah. giving it to another couple who, who needed it and who were infertile, but I just don't think I've got it in me yeah. to know that I've got, biological child walking around there somewhere out there in the world that I don't know yeah Yeah. it's a really Um, tough decision it's very very personal yeah Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean Haley's sort of said that she would maybe look at doing that kind of thing yeah I mean I've thought about um my eggs definitely like maybe helping out someone by donating because I feel like we've been given the gift of life through donation donating to us and I would love to like you say it's a really nice thing to pay it forward there is that mental side of me that that you know the that I'm thinking like I just I would love to know that that the child is being raised in a way that I would want the child to be raised kind of like you just want to know they're going to a loving caring family but um that's kind of out of your hands when you do donate it you sort of have to you know put faith in the clinic that they're going to pick a really good family for those eggs to go to so it's one of those things that I think now that, you know, I've started thinking about it, I'll probably come to a good decision, you know, when yeah. the time comes. But for now. I, I, I'm yeah. like, no, I don't. I, I just, I don't know if I could get my head around it. Like it would just, it. it would be something that I would think about a lot. And I feel like mm. uh, it would like almost torment me in a way, wanting to know where. And yeah. I would think of it as my child. Yeah. Which as seems child, so yeah. odd because we have been given the gift of donation and we are so blessed mm. and so thankful. But yeah, I just still don't know if I could get my head. I guess there's it. also part of me that's like maybe I would donate them to someone I know. So then I would feel like if I, if that we had, might even be more difficult. Oh, I don't know. Then, See, I feel like that would be so much harder for me because then I would like want to be like, in, in their business <laughs> involved yeah yeah no I t- totally agree I've like yeah. I wouldn't that's my child don't feed it <laughs> don't what are you doing yeah yeah what is my kid wearing today <laughs> she or he does not look good in that color take it off now no. oh my god <laughs> oh dear it's uh it's such a there's so many it's questions tricky. yeah so many yeah. things that you have to think it's about like, and for me, I feel like the the weirdest thing for me about it is that like it would be Edie and Tully's full sibling. So they would have like a full sibling out there. Like what if they met them at some point or like that would be so weird for them and they have no say in it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, it's a big decision that I've made that then they at some point maybe I would have to tell them yeah. when they're old enough. And they would be like, well, hang on. Now what What if they want to go and find their, you know, their, their and it wouldn't be their half-brother or half-sister. It would be their full sibling. Yeah, yeah. And they want to go and find them. I couldn't stop them. Yeah. So I feel like, oh, that's not really fair if I put them in that situation. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's a It's a, a big one. There's a lot up. to think about. Really yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. And I, I take my hat off to people who donate embryos eggs everything because it's yeah like to to do that it's such a generous gift and obviously sperm as well to have that donated to us has been such a generous gift and has enabled us to start a family which is exciting so how do you know who's donated to you or it's Uh, it's all anonymous Anonymous, for us we were we did um we wanted to do a known donor and we uh there was we just had a unfortunate 
thing, like I guess because Fee's got a bit of a, a media profile and, um, you know, we had someone take a photo of us outside a clinic with that known donor that we were um, looking oh. to, to um, you know, help us out. And so it sort of oh, it yeah. took it out of our hands, which sucked. It really did suck and it, it kind of... Because it, it's something we just didn't want it to be public knowledge who our yeah. donor was, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just oh, like, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of like a lot of our friends, it was kind of like a fun guessing game, like who is yeah, it? Yeah, they and were permanently guessing who, and who it's was kind the of dad. And it was yeah. like we are the we're the parents, parents so yeah the yeah and it, it's it's not a fun game it's your whole life I know yeah, yeah. and that's child. it's one of those yeah. things that I guess like we're lucky in this day and age people are becoming more understanding of the fact that you know same-sex couples can have families and things like that but there is still that whole um you know when you go out with friends who are not I don't know it's not it's I think they're just still people are still getting their head around it and they're like you know who's the dad and I'm like it's the terminology is not quite right. You're like, they're not the dad. It's yeah. more, they're the biological father, sure, but they are the donor. They're the donor to us and they've given us an incredible yeah. gift. So, yeah, for us, it's unfortunately took it out of our hands in that, you know, we were sort of, and we were heartbroken because our donor at the time was incredible. Like, he, yeah. he was amazing. He was a perfect fit for us. Like, yeah. it was such a shame. But, um, but yeah, no, so we went down the anonymous route and it's, and it's still been great. You know, we've been really lucky. Um, you know, the process was, you know, relatively smooth and, yeah. you know, still takes what feels like a lifetime to get here. But, you know, it's been it's been great. Yeah. And we now know we've got a healthy little boy on the way, which is yeah. exciting. And so we're awesome. just so, yeah, so thrilled. We've got lots to look forward to. And we've, our place is an absolute mess at the moment, just trying to sort out where we're going to put the nursery and things like that. It's a, Yeah, it's like a bonds oh, here that we're getting wardrobes built. And <laughs> the fun part yeah it's so fun we're actually just we're heading out of town for a week just to, yeah, just, just to, to avoid it, about it. <laughs> we're like no I can't deal with it right now we'll deal with it next week <laughs> yeah oh dear um and how's your husband been through it all has he been like how did he go through everything was he all good oh look he's so great he's so supportive um you know he's because I there was like an element of guilt for me because I felt like you know, I'm the one that like my body's not working. I'm the one that kind of can't do this. So I felt quite guilty a lot of the time, like classic Catholic schoolgirl feeling <laughs> guilty. Um, and James, I, I, I'm always feeling guilty about something. And James is like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Like another thing for you to feel guilty about. Like, um, but he was so, he's so great about it. Like the amount of times that he would say to me, like, you know, I wish I could, I could take the injections or I could do this or I could take some of this off your plate. Um, but unfortunately it's just the way it is that it, it falls on us, on us girls. Um, so, but yeah, look, he was so supportive for, you know, wherever he could be and kind of always there every kind of step of the way. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny because it, there really isn't much they can do other than hold your hand through it all. Um, there's not really a lot they can do. In fact, um, both times the girls were conceived, James was overseas, and <laughs> I, uh, my mum actually had to because you know how the timing is so specific. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like you don't know when it's going to happen, and then they're like, okay, so on this day you need to go in, yeah. and I'm like, okay, so it's going to be this day next week, and James is like, oh, I'm going to be in Singapore, I'm going to be oh, here, no. and I'm like, oh, no. So my mum actually came with me both times with Edie and Tully, um, so it's pretty um, it's pretty funny to be able to say that your mum was there when your children were conceived. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is brilliant. That. that is so funny. What a sentence. Yeah, mum was there. Yeah, mum was there when, when you guys were conceived. Imagine. Like, wait, what? <laughs> That's so good. Effect. No husband, yeah, but mum was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. It so sounds mom, like he was really yeah, supportive. Mom, yeah, yeah, no, he's he's been great. He's a real kind of classic. Um, I made him sit outside while I do this so he didn't distract me. But um <laughs> he is a he, um he's a classic dad of girls. Like when he found out we were having our second girl, like he burst into tears. Like he's oh, a real so dad of girls. Like he's meant to have girls. Oh, that's <laughs> so awesome. And how are the kids? Yeah. Are they amazing? Are they just wonderful? Yeah, they're great. It depends what day you ask me, but they're pretty great. (laughs) Um, It's so funny, like, um, you know, we're talking about how, like I was saying earlier, how different the IVF experiences were and they're so different as well. Like it's so crazy because you think you kind of have this experience and you have this child and you just kind of have the next one thinking it will be exactly the same and they're just completely different kids like um both amazing in their own special ways but just so different um so it's kind of you know it's like also new and exciting again like with Tully um you know you think you've got it nailed and you know what's going to happen and then you know all of a sudden I know nothing again (laughs) um but it's great they're, they're awesome. They're really awesome. Edie, my eldest one, is like um, just has so much attitude and she's so much sass and you just would not want her any other way. She's awesome. <laughs> um, she's so fun. She's so much fun. And um, Tully, my youngest, is really um, – she's a real like mummy's girl and she's really shy and fragile um, and like really cuddly, which I really love because I don't think like Edie gave us a cuddle until she was like three. Like she's so independent. <laughs> so it's really nice to kind of have, and Tully will be my last. So it's really nice to have that like clingy and yeah. cuddly, even though I'm like, oh, I want you to be independent and do your own thing. But yeah. secretly I'm like loving that you're so needy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we love needy too. Yeah, no, you'll, you'll yes. be devastated if our one isn't needy. She's like, we have a staffy for that very reason. Just we so have that- a dog that we love because she's so needy. <laughs> So good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you really want a needy kid. Like, let's be honest. Like, James and I used to chase Edie around like such desperados for us to give her a hug. Like, hug and she was like not interested at all. Oh, it's so like I get in trouble oh, because like I try and make our staffy cuddle me in bed at night. I'm like, and just half leave the time she's like trying to escape and I get really sad. I'm like, just love me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I'm like the poor dog she feels so smothered I'm like let her alone <laughs> she just wants to go to a bed <laughs> well now you want to have your own baby that yeah. you can smother I mean yeah. you know that came out wrong yeah. you know what I, mean? like, I know what you mean that this baby is going to be very loved and he yeah. will love me back oh, oh it's going to be so loved uh, it's going to be the most loved little boy yeah. and one day you can tell him how wanted he was yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. oh thank you so yeah. much for telling your story and for joining us thank on you. what the IVF it's been such a it's been so lovely chatting to you and so fun too it's been yeah. great and thank you yeah thank you again and um you know I'm sure our listeners will really enjoy and, th- and appreciate your story and your journey and thank you so much for sharing it yeah thanks so thanks much. so much guys it was so lovely thanks for having me 
Well, that was Brooke Campbell. What an absolute gem. She's such a good egg. She is a great Can't egg. Can't wait to have a wine with her. Absolutely. When you can. When I can actually yeah. have a wine. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening and make sure you rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and you can catch us on our Instagram page too at What the IVF Podcast and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys.